I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach. All right, we are the Peach Basket back again. We're voice of the fan, home of fan experts. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. Tonight, we continue our NBA 2021 22 season team previews with the Philadelphia 76ers. The drama out of Philadelphia is unparalleled, and I'm excited to talk Sixers basketball. I'm joined tonight by Akeem Evans and Dom Taylor. Both are new contributors who will be covering the Sixers with us this season. Guys, welcome. Thank you. I know you're both excited to talk Sixers basketball. Before we get to it, though, let me ask you, did you have a good offseason? And, yeah, are you ready to talk Sixers basketball? Oh, yeah, there's a lot going on this summer uh, with the Sixers, and uh, uh, I'm ready to uh, chop it up. Right on. And, Dom, I know I, I, I know where you stand on a lot of this stuff, but I'm excited to share your thoughts oh, yeah. with everybody. You good? You ready to, 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 to dive in? Yeah, ready to rock and roll. Let's do it. All right, we're going to follow the same kind of flow that we did with the other teams. We've covered a good chunk of them already, um, and that's worked pretty well, I think. So let's start with the Sixers offseason. Now, obviously, we got the elephant in the room, right? Uh, Number 25, we'll get to him in a minute. But before we do that, um, I thought it was interesting. I'm a West Coast guy. I, I, I know the West Coast teams a lot better. And I know the East Coast teams. And when I started digging into the Sixers offseason, I was surprised initially that they didn't make a lot of moves, but they're good. They, they probably didn't need to make a lot of moves. There, there, there might be the move that's forced on them. And again, we'll talk about that in a minute. But let's start with who, who was added. Um, so, Dom, I think you were taking that. So who's new on the Sixers this season? Um, I think the offseason, we added a few good uh, pieces. We got um, our backup center on. Andre Drummond, you know, who um, who's not a bad option as a backup center. I know last year with the Lakers, Lakers fan didn't like him that well, but I think it's a good option. And um, out of Utah, we got the sharpshooter, uh, Georges Niang, you know, who's a 40% three-point yeah. shooter in his career, and that's what we need with the spacing. We need spacing. I feel like he's going to contribute a lot off the bench. Niang was a, I mean, he's a good player. Um, yeah. When, when I see him play against the Lakers and the Clippers, uh, I mean, he'll, he'll come in and, and, and he just doesn't make mistakes and he's a really good shooter. Drummond I'm, I'm concerned about, and, and you mentioned, right. With the Lakers, he didn't, he, he didn't have a great stint here. And I think a part of that was because, you know, he was, you know, he's just not used to not being the alpha, right. He was number three dude here and, and he just never seemed to settle are you guys at all concerned? And Dom, I'll start with you. 
are you at all concerned that he's just not going to settle into the the bench role, which is clearly where he's going to be behind Embiid? Um, I think he would exceed in that role just because he knows, you know, what's going on, what's his role, and um, I think our I think he will feed off of um the energy that Tyrese Maxey brings, and um, I think he will feed off of the bench a lot, actually, more than what people would think. Nice. Yeah, yeah think, that's a key piece. Go ahead. Uh, I think last year with the Lakers, he thought his role was going to be a little larger, right. kind of like the Dwight Howard role from the year before, but it didn't end up like that. So with Philly, he kind of understands his role. He's going to be that rebounder in the second unit. Yeah, it's a good call out. You know, whenever you – I think whenever you join a team, you know, three-quarters of the way in, it's it's hard, right? It's hard. It's like changing the tire, you know, as the car is going down the freeway. And you're right, man, Akeem. I think you nailed it. I think he came in expecting one thing and he got another. Um, nice thing about him at Philly, you know, Doc has had a chance, I'm sure, and, and the GM, Morley. Mor- 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 I'm saying that right, right? The dude from Maury. Houston. Maury, right, yeah. thank you. It didn't sound right. Come out. Uh, Maury had had a chance to sit down with him and tell him, listen, this is what we expect from you, um, which is going to help, I think, because uh, he is a key piece. Right. They need they, they need to spare and bead. Uh, they need to be, get, be able to give him some time uh, and, and not lose productivity. And, and, you know, when he's good, Drummond's good. I mean, he's a rebounding machine. Um, so that's an interesting pickup. Um, and they don't really have a lot of bigs outside of Embiid, so it's it's important to have him there because Embiid does get hurt. He he hasn't played over sixty five games, ever. Wow. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about load management across the league, um, and, and I think people, you know, when Kawhi first kind of coined the term, for lack of a better way of putting it, he was he kind of roundly mocked, right? But now I think NBA teams are starting to understand, man. These guys, we got to protect the, these players. You get a healthy team into the playoffs. That's all the difference. It makes all the difference. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, it, you're exactly right. I think load management is going to be key and, and, and making sure that Embiid, you know, if they can get 65 games out of him this season, I think they'll be happy. Uh, they'll be happier if they get production, those games he's not in. And that's, you know, where Drummond is key. All right, let's talk about who the Sixers lost. Who's out this season? Uh so they lost Anthony Tolliver, Rajon Tucker, and George Hill. Uh, Anthony Tolliver is just a role player. He's kind of at the end of his career. George Hill is kind of a tough loss if yeah. Ben Simmons is not playing because if you don't have Ben Simmons and you don't have a real point guard out there and a real playmaker, so you kind of need George Hill in that role. And so I guess they're hoping that one of the younger players like Maxi or Jaden Springer or Shape Shake Milton can step up and be that playmaker. Yeah. In the absence of Ben Simmons, if he, depending on whether he's playing or not, or who you trade for. Right. All right. Which is as good a segue as any. Right. We we don't have a section in these in these previews for drama. <laughs> we talked about who's in, who's out, and then we get right into ceiling. What 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 we think their their potential is. But we we can't talk Sixers basketball without talking Ben Simmons. So. I, let, let, let me kick it back to, to you, Dom, for this, and and then Akeem, you can you can chime in with your thoughts. Uh, what's going on, man? <laughs> I'm not used to drama out of Philly. Um, I, I'm just not. I'm an LA guy. The Lakers, you know, they they perfected drama. 
Philadelphia doesn't, I, I, this just doesn't happen. This is a weird situation. This is a guy in his prime who's getting maximum money, who's a, a unicorn. I mean, he's a unicorn. He's clearly got his flaws, but he's a yeah. unicorn. He's a unique basketball player, and Philly doesn't want him. Uh, his team threw him under the bus. His coach threw him under the bus. The, the alpha player threw him under the bus. Every interview I've read with uh, or seen really with basketball fans out of Philly, they're all throwing him under the bus. They don't want this guy. What's going on and, and how does it end? I, I hope it ends soon. Um, the Ben Simmons experience needs to be over. Yeah, You got a guy who people are saying on national TV that he's a jump shot away from being LeBron 2.0. And for the last three years, he doesn't put in work. You see his Instagram videos of him taking jump shots. Yeah. Why can't you just translate that to the NBA game? It's not like the organization is asking him for the hard, like to do hard things. We're just asking him to shoot at basketball, if that makes sense. It makes sense, and that's kind of the game, right? I mean, that's, that's kind of the yeah. key. I, I was talking to somebody, I don't remember who are, give him credit, but we were talking about the things that you can teach an NBA player and the things that you can't, right. You can't teach height, right. You can't tell somebody to be taller. Um, you can't really tell somebody to, 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 to want to be better, to have that kind of that energy. There's some people that are just built with it. You know, Kobe coined the Mamba mentality perspective. Some people got it. Some people don't. Some people are tall. Some people are short. The things you can't teach, but you can teach a jump shot. You can teach somebody to shoot free throws better. It takes a ton of work, right? It takes time. It takes taking 1,500 shots a night. Um, and I, I, when I look at Simmons, I just think, man, so why hasn't somebody got a hold of this guy and 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 gone to the gym with him and, and helped him on his shot? Or, or, or has it happened? I mean, is the problem Ben Simmons or is the problem that he, he just can't? Is, is it mental? I don't know. Akeem, you got any thoughts? I don't know. Yeah, I would actually say Ben Simmons threw himself under the bus because mm -hmm. for the for the past, you know, three, four years that he's been playing with Embiid, every year Embiid is adding something to his game so that he oh, could fit with yeah. Ben Simmons. He added a three-point shot. He perfected the pick and roll and pick and pop. He can dribble out of double teams and, and make an assist. And the reason that he's in double teams is because Ben Simmons' man is in the paint all the time. Yeah. So if you're Embiid and you're the best player on the team and you're doing all this to fit with Simmons, but Simmons in four years hasn't improved at all, has never changed his game, yeah. you know, I'd be upset too. And then every year you have coaches, they say Ben Simmons is going to shoot the ball, then he doesn't, and then they have to make up all these excuses in their press conferences and everything and look stupid because Ben Simmons is not coachable. Wow. He's not it I, I was just going to ask, Dom, is that what it comes down to? Because I, I heard the he, same thing more than once. Dom, what do you think? He's not coachable? Yeah, not at all. Um, you just look at the history. Uh, Jimmy Butler left Philly because, you know, Brett Brown wasn't getting Ben Simmons to where he needed to be. Hmm. And we brung in Doc Rivers to hold Ben Simmons accountable, and he's still not taking jump shots. I don't think he's coachable. Um, good luck to whoever – is bringing him in. All right, let's let's go there then. Um, Akeem, I know you've got uh, an article we're going to release as soon as this uh, this show is over. Uh, you've got a, what I think is a pretty intriguing trade. Um, so, seeing as how you've 
wrote it down and we'll, we'll be sharing that in a minute. Let me, let me go with, uh, with Dom and um, I hope it's not the same thing, but what do you think is a realistic trade that works uh, a win-win for Philly and, and, and somebody else? What do you think is going to happen? How's this going to play out? A realistic trade. Um, I would like, I know the Kings are interested. I would like Buddy Heald in a yeah. package. I feel That'd like, be nice. um, yeah. Cause I, I don't think his trade values at the Beal, at the Lillard, at the, you know, the mm. top names, but I think you can get a couple of, um, you know, shooters, more floor spacers for Embiid in a package. I know um, one of them uh, is Karis LeVert and Brogdon. I would pull the trigger on that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, this, the, the problem, right. Is you don't trade players, you're, you're trading contracts, right. And Simmons contract is just a monster, right. And yeah. so you've, you've got to, you've got to bring back the same amount of money you're, you're dropping off. And as as good a player's healed is, and he's a great piece, he doesn't make that kind of money. So you'd have to bring in other people, right. From yeah. Sacramento. Um, but yeah, that, that, that's intriguing. I hadn't heard that before. Um, Akeem, I know you, you thought this through. Uh, what, what do you think is a good, uh, a good destination for Simmons? Um, yeah. The, the trade I was looking at really from the perspective of Philly, wants to get one of the biggest stars out there. So really the two main guys are Bradley Beal and Lillard. Um, so the trade I was thinking is Beal to the Sixers, uh, Simmons to the Pacers. And so this is a three-team trade. Mm-hmm. And then the Wizards would get Sabonis, Maxi, Jeremy Lamb, and two first-round picks. And the reason I thought of this way, if you're the Pacers and you trade Levert and uh, Brogdon, for Simmons, well, then you're kind of trading away a lot of your shooting. And ideally, if you're trading for Ben Simmons, you want shooting around him. So why not move on from Sabonis and just build your team with four shooters around Ben Simmons as the Pacers? And the Wizards, you get a couple first-round picks. You get Sabonis, mm-hmm. who's a few years younger than Beal, um, to build around. And he's on a closer age to uh, the rest of your team. With You know, you have a lot of young players with Rui Hasemura. And uh, the Israeli guy they drafted last year, uh, Denny Avia, and the rest of their team. So it'll kind of reset their timeline a little bit because they're they're years away from being a championship right. team, that Wizards team. So you might as well rebuild. Yeah. Yeah. When I look at that trade, I think the the only question, the only questionable piece is Washington. But you make a great argument. And they've gone as far as they could with Beal, I think. Um, you know, and the pieces they got back, um, you know, Kuz in the offseason, they brought in Kuzma and KCP, Trez. These are good players, but the, you know, they're real players. Um, the best the, the Wizards can hope for with that team right now, you know, is probably inching in. You may, may maybe make an A through the play in tournament. That's it into the playoffs. Yeah. So, you know, that you, you, you yeah, there, there comes a time in every NBA team every franchise where you just got to say, okay, we're, we're, it's time, it's time. And, and this, this is a good start over when you got two first round draft picks, plus you obviously you're keeping your own. That's healthy. Um, I, I think there's some real value there. So we'll, we'll uh, be uh, posting that article. If you want to read the details um, as soon as we hang up uh, this call. Uh, all right. Interesting. Um, certainly hope that things pan out for, for Ben Simmons. Um 
I think his first game in Philly, should he be there, is going to be absolutely brutal. I know you want to be there, Dom. If you do, let us know. And be nice to him. Be the one guy who's nice to Simmons. Can't. He tricked me for five years. <laughs> I would not be fooled right. again. All I right. feel you. <laughs> it was worth a shot. I tried, Ben. I tried. <laughs> All right. Let's go on and talk about ceiling. Now, what's interesting about this question is, you know, and that's the, why we you know, we put the question mark in the picture you're seeing here. If, if you happen to watch watch this video, not the audio, um, we don't know which Sixers team is going to play this season. We just don't know, right? Is Simmons going to stay? You know, talking to Dom a little earlier today, and and we said I think it's one of two things are going to happen. Simmons is going to. We know he's back. He's going to start. He's going to somehow fight through this, and they're going to go twenty and two out the gate because this is a good team. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Now, if that happens, obviously they're not trading them. They, they work things out. The flip side of that is, you know, it's, it's a toxic environment. He doesn't respond well under that kind of pressure. They just, they stagger out of the gate and then they're going to let him go quickly. They're going to just find, you know, whatever, whoever's willing to take them at that point. Um, so we don't know. It's hard, I think, to ask you guys what the Celt- or Celtics, what the Sixers' ceiling is this season. But I'm going to ask you because we've been asking everybody. So, Keen, we'll start with you. What What do you think at the end of the season? Where Where are the Sixers going to land? And this is with the current roster. Let's go with that. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, with this current roster, they're at best going to be the fourth seed. I, I think mm. you're going to have Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and Atlanta as the top three seeds. Atlanta, really? Wow. Yeah, I think Atlanta was just on a roll last year. If you look at their record after they got Nate McMillan, they were one of the best teams in the league and one of the best offenses. Facts. And they really kind of look like like an earlier version of the Steve Nash Phoenix Suns. Hmm. That's that's the vibe I was getting with that team. So I I think they're going to be in that third seed. Um, So, yeah, Philly, I see them being in the probably fourth, fifth seed if they keep Ben Simmons and probably getting the same results that they had the past two, three years, they'll get bumped in the second round Wow! back to the off season. Wow. That's, that, that's dire. That, that, that does not sound good. I, I, I want to say it's a little bit of a, a, a going down a rabbit hole here, but you brought up the Hawks. Um, I've said that the Hawks were what the Phoenix Suns were a couple of seasons ago, right? They had that eight, no run in the bubble. They got that confidence. They picked up CP3, and all of a sudden they're in the finals the next season. I think the Hawks are going to be that team this season. They they know they're good now. They beat Philly. They know they can play well. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm, three is kind of high, but I wouldn't be surprised. This is a good, good basketball team. And while we're on that subject, we don't have somebody covering the Atlanta Hawks. So if you're watching this and you're a Hawks fan, go to our site Click right with us and let us know. We'd love to have you come on board. All right, Dom, you're up. What do you think the ceiling is for this basketball team? My prediction is with Ben Simmons, they're a second-round exit again. Without Ben Simmons, I think this team can go to the Easter Conference Finals. I know it might sound crazy, but when you just look at it, with the spacing, if you would put four shooters around Embiid, I don't see any team really stopping the offense. You know, you got a guy who's supposed to be your second best player, and he's out here scoring four points in a playoff game. Yeah. 
I think I so, think this team I think this team will be better without him, and I think I think their ceiling is the Eastern Conference Finals. Right on, and, and yeah, that was the thing I, I wanted you to say because it's I mean that's that's bold, right? This team is better without Ben Simmons, and and, and we don't even know who they're going to have in his place, but you don't even care. I, I get the sense you don't care. They're just better without him. Yeah. Wow. He's wow. over it. He's over it. He's over it. <laughs> he, he is done with the Simmons I mean, experience. You can say he, he brings defense, I guess, but uh, yeah. Matisse Eibel, he was second team all defensive, and he played less than 20 minutes a game. Yeah. So I don't think we're losing too much defense. Yes, we're losing his facilitating. Um, hopefully Tyrese Maxey can facilitate the ball at some, you know, average point. But um, I just, yeah, I'm over it. All right. Over <laughs> it. Right on. Okay. Well, let's move on. So we got ceiling again. This one is also kind of a weird question because this is a team in turmoil turmoil right now with a lot of drama. So asking you what the biggest concern is, I think right now it's, it's self-evident, right? It's gotta be Simmons, but as Simmons aside, right? Let's say that issue gets resolved. They come out of the gate 20 and two and everybody loves him again, or he's traded for fill in the blank. What is the concern for the Philadelphia 76ers as a franchise outside of Simmons? Akeem, what do you think? Uh, I would say it is the playmaking from the point guard position. Hmm. With Simmons out, you're relying on Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey, who really haven't played a lot of minutes, especially in clutch time. Um, so just getting someone that can actually play make for other guys and make them better, that's it, your you're risking a lot there. So that would be my biggest concern and the lack of depth uh, in the post, as far as the power forward and center positions, they don't have a lot of rebounding outside of Drummond and, uh, and uh, Embiid. Got it. All right. Dom. Yeah, I agree. The lack of uh playmaking and um, I can speak for a lot of Sixers fans. Uh, we're concerned about doc rivers. Um, hmm. you know, he has a, um, he has a history of blowing leads. Uh, last year, he blew another lead. Um, just his rotational, his rotations in the playoffs, and he doesn't he doesn't play the hot hand. Tyrese Maxey scored eighteen points in Game Six, and Game Seven he barely touched the court. Yeah. So it's, I don't I don't know. Doc Rivers is definitely concerned. Doc's an enigma, man. Yeah, Doc's the only coach in NBA history to lose a three one lead not once, not twice, but three times. He's, he's, you know, it happens once fine, right? It happens twice. You you start to question it, but it happens three times. And and you just wonder what is it about the coach? You know, Um, it's just, it's just so weird. Uh, But yeah, I, I, you know, I, I I definitely understand that. It's an interesting concern. Um, Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, the other pieces you could fit in, right. The mid season trade, you could bring in somebody, you know, I think somebody like Ricky Rubio might be available. uh, Who'd be a great, he's a phenomenal playmaker. I think he'd be a great fit in Philly. Um, You know, Maury's good at that kind of stuff. He'll bring in players, but the coach, right. The only way to to let go of the coach is to let go of the coach. And that always comes with its own kind of issues. Um, but yeah, Doc, I think is on thin ice. He's uh, he. We've got enough history now to know he won that championship with Boston. Um, but uh, ever since then, it, you know, he, great regular season runs. Generally, he's he's got great teams. But the playoffs are a different story. 
All right, let's finish with this. Uh, again, we've been asking everybody, um, and it's an interesting question with this team again in turmoil. I know I'm, I'm repeating myself, but what's a bold prediction um, for these uh, Philadelphia 76ers? Akeem, we'll start with you. Uh, my bold prediction is that Joel Embiid wins the MVP and Defensive Player yeah. of the Year, which would only be the third player in NBA history to do that. Um, Michael Jordan and Akeem Olajuwon were the last two. And so I think it's he's got a shot at it because he, he was second in MVP voting last year and sixth in Defensive Player of the Year. So he's he's right there for both categories. That'd be elite. I mean, that would be amazing. Uh, he, he's got a game like Akeem Elijah Wan had. Yeah, he's got uh, the footwork. 100%. Um, so that, that would be that'd be amazing. That's a great, great prediction. Sadly, it might take that kind of performance, right, to get this team a little further than they're used to going. That's a great one. I like that one. Um, and I, I think there's a good chance that happens. Dom, what's your bold prediction for the Sixers? Um, I kind of have two. My first one is that the Sixers will be better without Ben Simmons. And yeah. the second one is I think with the amount of spacing Joel Embiid will get this season, I think he will have one of the most dominant seasons out of the center position, I would say, since Shaq. Just because, I mean, he was MVP caliber without a point guard that could run a pick and roll with him. I mean, we haven't they haven't been able to run a pick and roll in forever. So I just think with the spacing, I think I think he's due for a big season. Now, is that prediction contingent on Simmons getting out of there, or can can Embiid have that kind of dominant performance with Simmons? Yeah, this is um with Simmons out of here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. I thought so. I just want to make sure. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. All right. Well, this was fun, man. I, I I love talking basketball in general. I love talking about the teams that I don't know as much about. And I learned a lot about the Sixers tonight. Um, l- let me end with, with, with this. Uh, I think both of you guys feel like, you know, this certainly we know we're, you know, we're done with the drama. Dom has made that extraordinarily clear. How soon, if you were to pick, do you think this gets done and by done i mean simmons gets traded are we talking before the start of the season the season starts in you know next week are we talking before thanksgiving before christmas or are we going to have to wait until the trade deadline you know just a i guess another bold prediction i'm asking for you guys but at what point do you think this is going to happen akeem uh i think it'd be closer to midseason or the trade deadline, I, I think Maury will wait and see if Beal or Lillard becomes available. Because at this point, he could have already traded for someone like McCollum or Hild. I'm sure he's had a lot of offers for sure. players like that. I think he's just going to wait it out and hope that Beal or Lillard gets a little disgruntled and yeah, uh, ready to move off of their teams. Okay, so closer to the trade deadline. Uh, that's that's going to be some brutal home games for Simmons. Yeah. Dom, I think it was you that said this, and if, if, forgive me if it wasn't, but I think it was you. Um, Simmons is going to be the only player in NBA history who's going to have a rougher time at home than on the road uh, because <laughs> of the abuse he's going to get this season. Yeah. Right? So that it, that's a, incredible and accurate. Um, Dom, when do you think it's over? 
Um, I I think it's over during the trade deadline, but I hope okay. it's over ASAP. But I do yeah. think um, more we will wait for the trade deadline to get the best deal possible. I don't think he's gonna go after uh, you know, not a role like a, a starter. I think he'll go after a superstar if he can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. outstanding. All right, so you guys are thinking it's you know he's gonna be patient and wait this through. Uh, we'll see how it plays out, man. It's fascinating, honestly. And I don't think we've ever seen anything like what we're seeing with a player, his caliber out of Philadelphia. It's going to be fun to cover them this season. I'm excited for both of you. Can't wait to read both of your stuff throughout the season. And as soon as we finish this, like I said, we'll post a couple of things that Akeem has written. So make sure you take a, a, a look at those. Uh, thank you to both of you. Thank you to all of you who watched, who listened, uh, once again, we're Peach Basket, the Peach Basket, voice of the fan, home of fan experts like these two guys. Uh, we exist to amplify the voice of passion basketball fans worldwide. Our uh, preview is going to continue. We've got the Hornets up next. I think date is still TBD, but the Hornets are going to be an exciting team, and I'm excited to talk Hornets basketball with them, uh, with, with you guys and our um, lead writer for the Hornets, Andrew. Uh, hopefully coming up in a couple of days. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much, Dom Akeem. We'll talk soon. The voice. All right, thank you. Have a good one. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Beach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up. You can ask Beach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming soon on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the ad.